just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Happy freaking holidays and welcome to the A Show 62 year end episode part two with myself, Justin and Mills, the pro wrestling, the kings of pro wrestling podcast. Wow, I've had a little bit too much eggnog. Uh, Welcome to the show. What's going on? Do you actually drink eggnog? Let me ask you that. I I can't. I can't. I literally cannot drink eggnog. Why not though? Wait. I'm lactose intolerant. All right. So there is a lactate eggnog. Really? Uh, there is 100%. There's all types of eggnog. There's almond milk eggnog. There's probably oat milk eggnog. There's 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 so much eggnogs in the world. I love eggnog. I'm a lover of eggnogs. I love the nog. Mix it? No, I don't mix it. I don't drink. I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> but I do. I I just love eggnog. I love the, you know, and, and, you know, I find people who don't. I don't know who they, you know, how they grew up in their family without any sort of Christmas joy of having eggnog. But I do love eggnog. And, you know, but first of all, you know, how was the Christmas? It was pretty good, man. It was chill. You know, I, uh, of course, I spent Christmas away from my family this year. So I had to come up with like different ways to suffice uh, not being around family, which is like FaceTiming them and going to get like making a dinner. Like I made myself a dinner and, you know, I just had a, had a really nice, cool Christmas where I, I kind of kind of adapting my or adopting rather my own uh, my own habits and my own. Uh, legacy over here in LA uh, on my own. My Christmas, I mean, I just really did nothing. I mean, that's kind of how my Christmases tend to go. I really love just being not to be able to be responsible for anything or doing anything or, and just seeing, you know, happy people open gifts. I mean, that's really kind of it. Um, I did get a couple secret Santa gifts. I got um, from my job, I got an Amazon Echo. Oh, that's dope. Um, so when you have Alexa problems, I can also have Alexa problems. Um, I got charger, you know, just one of them wireless chargers. It's, I need to get one of those. Yeah, I, I got it. To me, it kind of reminds me of like when we used to have like cordless phones and we just put it on the hook to charge. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it kind of reminds me of. I'm like, yo, have we gone? Is this retro? Like, how have we gone back so far? What a comparison. Um, um what else did I got? I got a secret. We did RNC Secret Santa this year. Yes, we did. Uh, we did RNC Secret Santa this year. Um, I'm interested. You know, you have not gotten your gift because you. Decided. I have got my gift. You, I did well, get no. my gift. No, no, no. You haven't gotten it. And I'll tell you why you haven't gotten it. Because you sent it to be shipped to your office. While. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you, I, you know. The, the Secret Santa thing is supposed to come to your house. You're supposed to, like, you know. It was supposed it. to show up before Christmas. That was the point. First of all, 
it did show up before Christmas. Oh God! All right, all right. I, I got a Secret Santa. Um, I got a great gift. Uh, would you like to know what it was? I know what it was. I because I I know who your Secret Santa was. Wow! Do you know I know who your Secret Santa is? Uh, that's so funny that we all know who each other's secret Santa's is. Because <laughs> I, I know who Mark got, but I'd also know who Cam got. So you know, you put these together, so you should probably think that's funny because they both asked me what to get each other. <laughs> what a couple of gurus! Because this is not supposed to be the idea. And I remember I used to tell them, like, listen, the idea of Secret Santa is you're supposed to use all the knowledge you know about this person to be able to, you know, come up with a gift idea. Some, and people, not just... don't, some people don't pay attention because I had three people come up to me asking what to get somebody. And this I was like, do you, you talk to these people every single day. I was like, you guys are all, that's why they don't scroll up in the chat because they don't pay attention to anything. This is awful. This is not the way I'm going to do so much different secret Santa next year where everyone's going to get, I'm going to have bonding games. Everyone's going to have to bond before <laughs> it's a requirement to bond before just to, I'm going to have everyone fill out a questionnaire. I'm going to have everyone fill out that because this whole secret Santa thing. I don't like that people are coming to you to determine what their secret Santa gifts are. Well, I am the sage, the sage leader of RNC. Of course. So of course, of course you brought I, us all together like Zordon and, and the Rangers. Yes. Yeah. So of course I know like what everyone likes because you know, I friends with literally all of you, yes. but I, I thought it was funny. I, 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 I have to say now that you know Secret Santa is over, I helped get your gift. <laughs> like okay. everyone she well, actually next year, you know what you should do? You should do like you should say, do not ask Justin. That should be like a that should be a rule. Don't ask Justin. I'm going to add not ask Justin. How about that? We're gonna add that. You know what? You might not even be in it. I'm just you know. That'd be fair. I well, you know what? I uh, you know what? I'm what, no, that's what, a lie. I, I like you and I like you and the Secret Santa. I think what, you know your Secret Santa's over the last couple, especially this year. <laughs> yes, this year was so good. This year was I love Secret Santa. Um, uh, I I think I I mean I, I would love to still be a part of it, obviously, but I, I think that like you know there should definitely be a rule where it's like you cannot ask someone. You could, especially cannot ask Justin. Like I'm off limits because everyone asked me about everyone else, but uh, some of the people that were asking me had other had the same person and i was like oh man this is just classic i didn't ask anybody about my when you told me who mine was i was like oh, i already got it <laughs> that poor poor fellow that poor poor guy uh but yeah christmas is pretty good uh i but i mean speaking of christmas the, the greatest gift that keeps on giving is our year in special um not much going on in wrestling this week obviously so we're gonna we're gonna we should just get right to our our categories right yeah two tape shows no one really you know you know. Well, well, Raw and SmackDown were, were really, 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 really good this week, I must yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, they're good for you. Know, I think for knowing that they're tape shows, they usually tend to go a little bit deeper, have these matches that we don't t- typically don't see. I mean, yeah. Mustafa Ali versus Andrade Cien Almas match to me, incredible. Incredible. Um, to close um, the year out on was a really good match. Um, a championship change hands on Christmas. Love it. When do you ever see that? And well, I, it should have been, it should have been Rusev. I'm glad it was Rusev. I I think I think there you know whenever Nakamura loses something or loses a title or or kind of is on the on the low end of a feud, he usually comes back strong. So that makes me excited for him, but also for Rusev because he has new feuds. Yeah, I mean to, to me, Rusev got to be in contention for one of the best U.S. champions in WWE at this point because the yes. man has just been synonymous with the championship. Um, really so, like uh, I really like Ronda and Natty on on, on Monday too. 
Ronda Natty was cool. Uh, you know what? Yeah, for them being a tape show and having Natty work a forty-minute match before working another <laughs> <laughs> match later that night, I think the rib was on Natty. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's all I'll say about that. You had a tag team championship match earlier in the night um, between the Revival and um, and the God those champions, Rude and Gable. Another great match. So, you know what? We got a lot of things um, to sort of look forward to. We also got the news that Impact is leaving Pop TV. Yeah. Going to another network. uh, Pursuit. So, uh, (laughs) good luck if you find it. That's all I got to say. Somehow, somehow they are still alive, brother. I I have no clue how. Impact, when when Quan, and shout out to Quan, um, shout out to Quan, who let me know that Impact Wrestling has been around longer than WCW was. I was just like, huh, huh. But I think they're around ver- by virtue of WWE choosing not to buy them. <laughs> well, I, I heard rumors that they were going to buy them last year when they had that meeting. But I guess WWE was like, nah, it's it's kind of like picking up the girl that, you know, she's she's like, everyone knows that this girl is going to gonna cause you trouble. Right. And it's like, yo, like you probably don't want to get with her, yo. Like she, she's already been through a whole bunch of stuff. Like you might want to give her some time to rest and, and kind of reevaluate herself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just jump right in. Spike TV just jumped straight on in. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, dealing with all those contracts got to oh, yeah. be some sort of, you know, the way TNA or why I keep saying TNA, the way Impact Wrestling negotiates, it's got to be a headache for WWE to bring on all those contracts. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just I mean, but the fact is like even just having Austin Aries or Alberto Del Rio in your immediate orbit is just a bad idea in, in oh, all in all God. actuality. Just you know never. they're gonna try to sit out their contracts like Hogan and Nash did. Like oh, you know, yeah. they're gonna try. It's like listen, brother, I got eight more months on my part time deal. Like I'm only <laughs> I'm so only supposed to work three times a year because TNA decides to tape six episodes in one night. Like <laughs> that's some shit NXT doesn't even do. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and get, we have some special guests that we have to call in just a couple of minutes. But um, let's let's run through some of the other categories we didn't get to last week in our year. And we have such a we have twenty four slots in our year end list this year. And you know, every I'm you know shout out to everyone that has filled it out. But right. uh, let's get first off our tag team of the freaking year, and hopefully we can get a women's tag team of the year next year. Uh, let's just go through our winners. Uh, yeah. This year, this year I had the undisputed era. As my tag team of the year, I think just I, I think they really have some of my favorite matches of the year in NXT or in wrestling in general. Um, I think the tag team of uh, Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly was something that I didn't expect to to pop off as well as it did. They right, ended right. up giving me some of my favorite matches, but even their 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 six man matches where Adam Cole joined in on the fun was really really great and really dope. And I and I also think they added a lot to the War Games match. But even when you think of just their characters. They're just these great cocky, like they're, they play and they play themselves as kind of like the male versions of mean girls where like, they're mm-hmm. just super cocky and they're, but they're actually idiots. And they're all like giving these, these promos and saying stupid shit, like especially Kyle O'Reilly, who I think is amazing in, in his, in his role in the undisputed era. But uh, they, they just give so much personality that it, like, I asked this question before, like there's no way you can keep these guys heels going into 2019. Like the fans of these guys. And I think that they're ready for the next step. And that's obviously either, you know, Adam Cole breaking off and going into the title picture or just having uh, Bobby Fish and, and the rest of the guys kind of switch, switch everything up and see where they go as singles or something like that. But I think the sky's the limit for these guys in 2019. And I think they're some of, some of my favorite acts on, on NXT right now. 
if I had to pick one and I did pick one, I picked the Usos because to me, the Usos year, I didn't think their year could get any better by virtue of them just being the Usos for the last 10 years. But they've managed to continue to just bring the incredible encounters. I mean, to me, they started off the year tag team champions. Um, this was their first year of ever making the WrestleMania card, which is crazy to think, considering how long the Usos have been in WWE. This is the first time that they've made it to WrestleMania. Um, it kind of looks bad in their history, actually. Yeah. Um, but just SmackDown Tag Team Champions, consistently great matches, consistently, you know, you can depend on rap battles, making them entertaining. And it's not even that. It's just like on the mic they've managed to step it up to the same level that they're at in the ring. And the the reinvention of the Usos that's been going on for the last two years just continues to evolve. And you know that they're just kind of the centerpieces for the SmackDown tag team division. If you don't, if you don't have the new day in it, new day is doing something else, you know, you can count on the Usos to still have that fantastic match on the card. Um, you know, if, if, if you need a, ta- a worthy tag team champions to, to, to face off or, or drop the titles to like the bludgeon brothers, you know, the Usos is going to get the best out of the bludgeon brothers that they can. So to me, it's really the Usos who have kind of cemented their top five status to me of tag teams in the WWE. I mean, I don't think there's any, anyone in this current generation besides maybe new day. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Touching the Usos in terms of just like the prestige and and the legacy that they've kind of left behind. Uh, I absolutely agree. You can't go wrong with either of those. Um, I know a lot of people would probably say like, you know, young bucks or anything like that. But I, I mean, young bucks, surprisingly didn't do a lot of i mean they had the golden lover stuff but i mean um, i think they didn't they switch from junior heavyweights to heavyweight so they have that transition this year i believe yeah and then, and to me i just think that their run in new japan kind of got a little long in the tooth especially in roh it got a little long in the tooth i i think they consistently had great matches but i don't always think that the stories were all there um i think the story they had with the golden lovers was was excellent but that was literally only the first three months of the year um right. so like if i had to even say that I'd, I'd say that the usos and even the undisputed era had just a stronger arc to me throughout the whole year and just to me better matches i'll, I'll just go ahead and say it like that i, I think undisputed era and, and mustache mountain is one of my favorite just feuds of, of all year um let's go into most improved meals who is your most improved wrestler of the year can we tag team this up at least improved as well? Because I feel yeah. like it's a it's a it's an it's an incredible dichotomy when we look at the most improved to least improved and and just where they're at, how they're doing, and everything like that. Because in terms of my you know my most improved, my least improved, I picked Buddy Murphy as most improved. Yeah, um, Buddy Murphy emerging on the scene in the WWE um, on the WWE main roster. I mean, I didn't really have high hope for him. I didn't really think he was actually two, less than 205 pounds. Um, <laughs> so that was always a question for me. But Buddy Murphy is someone who is just like, who was really just a, a, a third tier player in NXT. Some guy who's really just enhancement talent. Some guy who's a great hand backstage. And he really kind of just broke the glass ceiling in more ways than one. The man has upped his game tenfold, 100%. I can't even say like 50% or 75%. The man has upped his game a full 100% to sort of deliver these incredible matches. Um, he's, he's just, he's honestly one of my, he's one of our my favorites of the year. And in, in terms of least improve, I'll say this, you know, is the, the opposing to Buddy Murphy, I would honestly say Nia Jax. Nia Jax, who's been around for a couple of years and doesn't seem to have, you know, 
been able to sort of pick up these amazing match qualities or at least being able to tell a story or being able to perform in the ring at a high level. And, and, and a lot of controversy came around her this year due to the fact that she was, you know, supposedly injuring people and just being careless in the ring, you know, punching Becky in the face, breaking her jaw, you know, injuring Selena Vega, potentially injuring Charlotte Flair. Like it's a, it's, it's a, it was a lot of things going around with Nia Jax. And it, to me, what should have been a continued upwards trajectory after she won the women's championship at WrestleMania just kind of really, really fell flat when she didn't live up to the to just the champion status, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that in my in my I agreed with you in, in my list as well. I think Ronda uh, not Ronda, uh, Nia Jax was the least improved. Um, and I, and I mean, I think even given chances with Ronda Rousey, it just doesn't seem like, and I say this on the show all the time, she's just not connecting and she's, she doesn't seem enthused or, or even like she cares about any of the, you know, the programs that she's in. I think she had a, a big chance to kind of put over the face breaker thing. And all she got was like a weird, like a weird pose with her fists. Yeah. I think her promos lack the, when, when someone who gets that amount of heat, I think people usually relish in that opportunity and they kind of rise to the occasion when they're getting that sort of natural heat where people, it's very hard in wrestling to find people who legitimately hate you. People cheer the Miz now. That's yeah. how hard it is. Yeah. So when you find that and you're not able to sort of build upon that, it's just, it's just sad, you know? Yeah. It's very sad. And I mean, just to, to go on the other end of my spectrum, like my most improved was Carmella. I, and I put that on her, like her last six months of this year or her last really. When you was talking about at the beginning of this year. Yeah, exactly. Like even just like her, the last half of her year, like, of course she won the money in the bank, not the money in the bank. She won, she won the title. She cashed in the money in the bank to win the title. Um, her matches with Oscar. I think this is like the first time I, I really think I could have somebody on this list that has like a worst match of the year contender and actually won most improved. But even at, toward the end, you kind of saw her kind of improving the ring a lot. And, you know, even though she's been she's been given a lot of limited ring time, she has made up for it by making matches in like the, the mixed match challenge and uh, like the little matches she gets on SmackDown, you know, really get them over because she's she's very good at connecting with the crowd. And that's something that she kind of learned with end zone cast, but kind of carried on to her own. She right. won. She won in that split. Uh, undisputedly. Undisputedly. I mean, to me, this was the first year that Carmella was actually competitive in the ring. Yeah. Like someone she was actually given matches against people of high calibers and it wasn't against like, oh, we're doing this feud and she was just end up playing the third wheel or the or the person just in the corner just sharing. She was actually giving a competitive role on WWE television. And as we saw the months go on, I mean, to me, the sort of the James Ellsworth type of deals kind of distracted from her. I feel like they needed a, they felt like they needed a heater, but at the same time, it kind of distracted from Carmella building on her own. And when she was, I mean, she lost the title in that time, but she was slowly building. And after her title reign, she's the, her face turn was just trend. The transition was just effortless. Remember we talked about that too. It was like, uh, the decarmelization of yeah. Carmella uh, well, was something that was a, a real interesting um, experiment, a real interesting thing to say because it took away all of the. She didn't really change, yeah. You know, like she she stayed the same, but it was so natural when she became a face that it was just literally our truth coming up to her and saying, "Hey, Lana," you know, getting her mixed up with Lana and then, or Maurice, I think. Oh, it was Maurice. It was Maurice, and then her, you know, turning it on. 
And I, I really just, I enjoy character. I think that just as someone who is a crowd favorite now with R-Truth, there's no better person to put her with. And I really, really like how, how she's ended off the year. I, re- I really enjoy her as a character. And she's a really nice person uh, in person as well. I really think right. she's, she's a really cool person. I met her this year. Um, let's go to pay-per-view slash special of the year. And this goes for any uh, any promotion. I think it goes without saying we both picked the same pay-per-view here. Uh, NXT TakeOver New Orleans is undisputedly the show of the year. Unanimous, man. It's just from top to bottom. I mean... Uh, one, of, the, one of the best shows ever, right? Yeah, I mean, the significance of the show, the matches on the show, um, the 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 tag, the ladder matches. I mean, this in terms of significance of the show, the inaugural NXT North American Championship, mm-hmm. NXT's first ever mid card championship, the championship that everyone has kind of been you know craving over for the last number of years, and you end up seeing this incredible. Um, division that they have surrounded by the North American Championship with Adam Cole, EC3, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream have a killer match in the opening of the show. Um, we saw we saw Shayna Baszler defeat Ember Moon and was crowned the NXT Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and another incredible back-and-forth counter that saw Ember Moon kind of just, you know, her swan song off into the main roster. Yeah, she never got the rematch there, I think. No, no. Um... <laughs> The Undisputed Era versus Authors of Pain and Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. And, you know, it was for the NXT Tag Team Championship and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Trophy, which ended up being a major point in the Undisputed Era story. Um, with, I believe that was the show where... Roddy turned. The, Roddy turned. He, yeah. he turns on um, Pete, Pete Dunne mm-hmm. and he sides with the Undisputed Era. And from there on out, they were back in full swing, and they were they were better than they were before. I think I think the who they are now is directly, and I I love in wrestling audibles always kind of make a story better sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the audible here was uh, Bobby Fish literally got injured the week before Mania weekend, and <laughs> and they had to pull the, the audible. And I I don't think that either of you either me or you didn't predict that uh, that this would have happened. Because I right. think Roger Roger Strong was definitely going to be on the, on this team sooner or later, but uh, I think having it happen there and having it happen the way that it did was just incredible booking there and incredible audible, and it, it furthered a story that they could continue the whole year and they did. Um, you also had Alistair Black winning the title on this show, and you and essentially you had another five star match from Johnny Gargano and, and Tommaso Ciampa at, at the end there. I think from top to bottom, you look at the significance of the show in the current landscape of NXT, and you really see that this was a landmark show, um, especially when you look at WrestleMania the following night and understanding that they had to follow this. Yeah. And there was no way that they were following this. To me, this was the best show of the year, hands down, hands up shit at the show. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I really love this show. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything. I think the only thing I had close to it was a uh, New Japan King of Pro Wrestling. But this is just incredible show. NXT t- takeovers this year to me were the best the NXT takeovers they've ever done. Yep. And, yep. I, and I'll, say, I'll say that without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the next one is the most tasteless promotional tactic. Uh, I think we both here had the same thing. What did you What did you say? So I said Crown Jewel too. Crown Jewel is still happening, and I'm talking about the second Crown Jewel of the year because the first Crown Jewel of the year, I think it went off without a hitch, um, minus Titus O'Neil busting his ass. Um, but besides that, Crown Jewel 
after the whole Saudi Arabia controversy that was happening with, you know, the killing of the reporter and everything like that, just kind of going back and forth on term, determining what they're going to do. And ultimately, WWE decided that the show must go on despite all types of things. And, you know, through this year, we took a real stance against it. And we said we are not going to watch the show. We are not going to cover the show. And to this day, I haven't watched the show. I've watched clips of the show and being able to determine why that you know, main event was so bad, but we still have yet to actually see the show. I mean, it's to me, it, it's just bad things all around. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I haven't heard of a more grading conversation of this year than that, but I also haven't seen anything just WWE be so callous about the way they acted about it. And, you know, we spoke about it on the show as well. It's just like, we refuse to watch a show, you know, that had to do with that at all. And I think next year I'm going to continue that ban. I don't think we're going to talk about any more Saudi Arabia shows as long as they have them. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, we're going to go into worst wrestler of the year, male and female. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, who did you pick? Jinder Mahal and Nia Jax, respectively. <laughs> um, Jinder Mahal has. You know, when he had the opportunity to be WWE champion last year, I think he didn't really live up to the hype as we all talked about. And then this year, he just continued the regression. You know what? To, to be fair, last year, I did feel like he had a sort of an upswing in sort of um, the, his fight and things like that. But when without the WWE championship, man, this guy is just uh, walking veins and muscles, man. he's just He's just someone who hasn't really done his part to deliver like we all thought he would i mean he's just his body looks phenomenal but you know but he hasn't done his part to deliver and nia Jax, we just finished talking about nia Jax and and why she hasn't really lived up to any of the championship opportunity that she had at wrestlemania and she had a big one at wrestlemania and she just hasn't delivered um her matches with ronda i'll say have been fantastic but otherwise than that i don't think she's delivered in any capacity at all at all um i went ahead and said uh, tamatonga had uh, was my worst wrestler of the year male i think people need to cut the bullshit and stop acting like this guy is going to turn the corner i think this is the year to prove that he's not going to turn the corner he's not some talent that's going to step it up when everyone else is gone from new japan he is what he is and he is he's just to me just an annoying grating terrible wrestler that doesn't back up the shit that people put on him and the shit that he says himself uh he's terrible i I think people just need to come to terms with that and come to terms with new japan is really kind of making a mistake trying to push him he had the consistently had the worst matches in the g1 he he brought down every show that he was on and i think people need to stop lying to themselves saying that it was cool the shit that he was doing on social media and on uh and on the shows it's like the 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 cussing uh the middle finger stuff the, the fact that he had to get fined i don't think anyone in new japan gets fined but he got fined like it should tell you all that, that needs to be told about someone who's as despicable as him like sure there are people like baron corbin and jinder mahal like 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 neil said that are absolutely terrible wrestlers but he's just a total package of awful uh, i also said nia Jax for female i i honestly 2019 is shit or get off the pot for her honestly i, mean, I gotta be real <laughs> yeah it's, it's shit or get off the pot here uh worst feud of the year meals I went with Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I mean, there's no other feud that to me, I mean, to me, it, it it it's the worst feud of the year, mainly because it was the main feud of the year. And then it also, 
to me, I don't know if it's a large part of it, but it seems like a large part of the reason why raw ratings have gone down to unsinkable, unpreviously thinkable lows. I mean, the, they're starting off the show. They're ending off the show. It doesn't seem to be really going anywhere. Braun Strowman gets injured, kind of cuts it off with his legs. Baron Corbin is trying to carry this feud. None of it works. Even when it did, even when they eventually reached a climax at TLC, it just... To me, it's just like there's nothing really I wanted to see about this feud, Braun Strowman, or really anything with Baron Corbin, um, because he's yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Uh, my feud, my worst feud of the year was uh, Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar. Um, this is a feud that is four years too long. It should have been wrapped up before this year. It did not get wrapped up. It was just an awful, terrible, terrible feud that did didn't get either man over. It actually made Brock even less of a star. Uh, it just in turn of, of how everything was pushed for him. I, I think Roman was actively hurt and has been actively hurt, uh, you know, character wise by this feud and did him no favors. And then we finally ended it at SummerSlam and then they went right back to it. Uh, so I, it's just a, it's a confusing, confusing amount of booking that the WWE has done with this feud. I, I just thought that as soon as I saw see Brock or, or Roman really coming out, every week and and cutting promos on Brock Lesnar, it just got to be too much. It it filled up too much of raw this year and on a show that I, I just unabashedly say it's probably the worst wrestling show of the year is raw. But I mean, a lot of it was filled up with this feud and it just took up so much time that it just, it killed everything on the show. Right. Uh, um, Worst pay-per-view of the year. I think, I think unanimous. The thing is pretty unanimous to me. Backlash. 2018 2018. and and i'll say it because a lot of it had to do with circumstance a lot of it was the initial crown jewel happened i believe days before like literally a week before this this show ever happened yep um a lot of it was shifting around i mean some people are on raw some people on smackdown are going after championships and we don't know what's going on where um Quite honestly, the highlight of the show was the opener with Seth Rollins and The Miz, but nothing really followed up. You got Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, which I can't even remember. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton, which to me can't just can't at this point. I'm I can't even remember it. It can't be good. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Remember that happened? <laughs> I remember their their attempt to push Big Cass and Big Cass kind of you know by all intents and purposes of all reports kind of ruining ruining it for himself i mean it looks like he was in line for actually a big push upon his return from tearing his squad and just the heel hook doing him in and it was just kind of a questionable like huh what happened what's going on here and that was a part of like kind of the restructuring of daniel bryan i i looking at where daniel daniel is i will admit now it's a little perplexing how they booked him in the beginning Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought that he gave big cast. Uh, I, I honestly thought he was going to lose that match that night and he, and he did not And I was like, well, we see where they think of big cast at here. And then like a week later he was gone. Right. Um, then you also had like AJ Styles and Nakamura and their like third match in one month. The double dick kick. Yes. Uh, ter- I, I think that a no disqualification match ended in a draw. <laughs> <laughs> realize that like that happened you had like you had Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn which is a fucking awful match and then you had a 20 minute Roman Reigns Samoa Joe match with a broken down Samoa Joe trying to carry you know carry the match with Roman Reigns who their their styles just don't didn't they should work right like their styles should work they should 
but both of them are hard hitting guys, and it yeah. should just be real back and forth. But it, it just doesn't seem to work. And that it's just a terrible, 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 awful show. Uh, and and you also had like Carmella and Charlotte Flair, which you know continued the Carmella push. And actually, I thought that sh- that match was passable, but I, I think that they had a better match months later. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a t- fucking terrible show. Um, most confusing booking decision. Oof, I went with the Miz and Daniel Bryan's feud ending at Super Showdown in the most just deflating fashion. And I won't say I'll say it deflating for the fact that it ended the feud. If that continued from there on out, I would have been like, oh, okay, I, let's see where they're going with this. Maybe they're building the Miz, um, not necessarily building the Miz, but giving him a real sort of argument after, you know, the Miz has beaten Daniel Bryan twice already. Maybe they're giving, they're, you know, structuring this for a real argument, but the fact that it was over, their, their, their penultimate match happened at Super Showdown, number one contender for the WWE Championship, and it kind of just ended in two minutes when Mr. Small Package returned. Um, <laughs> out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. And it's just, it was just weird. It sucked. To me, it uh, sucked. To me, it ended a feud that was years in the making and it gave it an unsatisfying ending to it. My most confusing booking decision was the entirety of Survivor Series 2018. Ooh. I have no clue what that was. Uh, Raw's Raw completely sweeping SmackDown and being the superior being show. A terrible show. Yeah, just when the virtue of being an awful show is pretty damn uh, telling. I think I thought for a pretty solid show where the actual Survivor Series matches were actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that Raw won all of the matches was just and and then the thing is they didn't even win all the matches. The New Day won one of the matches, or the other SmackDown tag teams won one of the matches, and they just say, "Oh, nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't count. Sorry." So um, it's just confusing booking all around. It, it, yeah, to me that didn't need to happen. I kind of started writing on the wall after Raw hit that third straight victory, and I was just like, "My God!" <laughs> but yeah, that was confusing as hell. Uh, and, and finally, before we get into our next segment, uh, the most overrated wrestler. I have to say Cody Rhodes, man. I mean, uh, you know, I haven't watched much wrestling outside of WWE, but I know that. To me, you watched the Cody Rhodes match. You watched the Cody Rhodes match this year. I've watched Cody. I watch All In. I watch you know a few ROH matches. I watched New Japan match. To me, he isn't as good as he probably thinks he is. Um, people prop people prop him up on the fact that he's a nice guy on Twitter. He's a nice guy on Twitter. He um to me All In. Great idea. I mean, to me, whether the actual show itself, um, you know, say not. I won't say much on that, but to me, all in, it's just like, wow, these guys are doing it for themselves. And I kind of understand and respect that. But overall, to me, handling his things in the ring, whew, to me, he's just, he kind of reminds me of Dolph Ziggler, just some guy who wow. he's much better than he probably actually is. Um, and he's, to me, even worse than Dolph Ziggler. He's just not that he's bad. It's just that you're not as good as you think you are. Um that's my that's my take on Cody Rhodes. Uh, this is this might be controversial to some. This might not be. I, I gave Kenny Omega my most overrated, and this is again some next level shit because, because last, year, last year, <laughs> yeah, last year he was my wrestler of the year, undisputedly my wrestler of the year, and this year he has 
not only wrestled less matches, uh, but also just the, the quality of his matches have just been down. just doesn't feel like he's into it. And I'm tired of seeing a lot of people like putting over these matches as like some type of like virtuoso level matches where it's just like, I think there's only one stretch of time where he was actually killing it. And that was when he won the title from Okada at Dominion. Uh, and then there were a couple of G1 matches that I thought were great. Like I thought he was great during the whole G1. But then after that, then what? He's, he's right. done really, he's done literally nothing. I, I don't think, like, even when you think of volume, and we talked about the volume versus quality last, last, uh, last episode, where it's like, his volume of matches, I wouldn't put him over a Johnny Gargano. I wouldn't, like, storyline-wise, I don't think Kenny has it. I don't think he has great facials. I don't think he's, like, the, the best seller. I don't even think he, he's had better matches than any of the Champa matches that Johnny Gargano had. Or, I, and you know, you want, if I want to keep it even spicier, I don't think he's had a, I don't think he's had a match better than Seth Rollins in the gauntlet. Yeah. You know, we, we like he he's he has the same matches that are based on a lot of moves, uh, a lot of V triggers, which he barely hits now. Like he uh, like for a large part of the year, he just seemed tired. And I think that a lot of people should just be honest with themselves. Like this guy regressed in one year. And, and especially with all of the other shit that he did just on social media, like the blow ups and like the fact that he's not really the greatest IWGP heavyweight champion. Come on. Like this, this guy had had a, a noticeably less amazing year than he did uh, the last year, and and I think like you know even the Jericho match to me didn't didn't really age well, just as far as all of the the foolishness that happened in the match and all the botches. But Kenny Omega, man, my most overrated. I, I'm I'm interested in also your runner up because you had for your runner up as most overrated, <laughs> the most overrated of the year. You had all in. <laughs> yes, my my runner up for most overrated was all in. Uh, not even a wrestler, a show. Uh, I think all in should not be rated because of the fact that of, of what it was, if that makes sense. Like what it was is a moment that is completely separate from the quality of the show. It's not like it doesn't matter if the show is trash because they did it. Like, no, 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 no. It does matter that the show didn't move me. It does matter that the show was, you know, not timed out well. It does matter that the show had a lot of like, like the match that I wanted to see the most, the main event with the Young Bucks and Rey Mysterio, you know, and, and, and everyone in that match didn't only went like seven minutes, you know, like it's, it's shit like that. Like I'm, I, who wants a 27 minute Marty Squirrel match? Who the fuck wants that? Like, sure. I think this show was overrated from start from like start to finish and no one wants to admit it. And I just have to say like, as a whole, all of them was overrated as a show, as a moment. No, as a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Even with, even with the bullshit that happened before between Starcast and shit like that. Like I, I hold that. I'm, I'm holding that grudge. I'll hold that grudge. <sighs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. But uh, we're, we're going to go into our match of the year with a couple of special guests from the Real Rassle chat that we have after this break. Um, just hold on tight with the A-Show. We'll be right back with our special guests, and we're going to go through the rest of our categories and finish everything off. So we'll be right back after this. Come to a hostile takeover by the 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to the A Show, episode sixty-two, part two of our year in special. I'm here with Meals, and we have special guests with us today on the show. Uh, we've been talking about them all show. We're, they're going to run down some of their topics from their year in list, and we're going to talk about some of our hottest topics on our year in categories list. Uh, so, who would be having here? We got my boy Ben Coyle, Common Coyle, in here. What's going on, Ben? What's up, guys? We got Chris Mack, the guru himself. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Y'all already know. What's up? We got Mr. H Visibility, my co-host on Spot Caller. Cyrus is here as well. I don't feel too good. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's selling now. Oh, my God. We also have, uh, from the Looking Glass, uh, my boy X. What's going on, X? What's good, everybody? And finally, last but not, certainly not least, we got MJ, man. What's going on, man? What's going on, y'all? All Cyrus good. Jerry Lawler. Oh my God, Cyrus, are, are you gonna make it through this episode? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> is, is everything well, man? You good? He's, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's, he, hey, he, he got the same thing that uh, he got the same thing that uh, <laughs> that uh, they had last year at TLC. Moms, when, <laughs> when everybody got yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> he got Kyrie stayed Hurt angle in the shield. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, so what what we did last episode we had um, we had a couple of categories we went through with Emilio Sparks from Russell Rap shout out to him. Uh, what I want to do is kind of get a representation from everybody at Real Russell Chat. Um, we had a couple of guys today that couldn't make it, but um, I'm going to read off some of their picks on their year end list. But I, what I want to know is like you guys' picks. So I want to start with with Ben. Like what were your picks from uh, last episode? Just your winners, like for like wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, feud of the year, stuff like that. Um, wrestler of the year, I went Johnny Gargano, um, which I'm sure a lot of people probably will be high on the list. Um, you know, enough to, I had a quick decision between him and Matt Riddle. Um, I think Matt Riddle had an all time mania weekend last year and getting signed. Um, he's going to get overlooked in a lot of lists. Um, female wrestler of the year, I went to Becky Lynch. Um, she became molten lava the second half of the year. Um, uh, feud of the year, I went Gargano Champa. Um, you know, I didn't, I loved the first two, didn't love the third one, but I still think, you know, the feud's still going. It's lasted, you know, going on a year and a half, two years now. Um, guilty pleasure of the year was uh, tag team. They're not on the impact, uh, the Rascals. Uh, Zachary Wins and Desmond Xavier. They also were in PWG champs. Uh, Dragon Gate and DDT, got, they really showed up there this year. And cringeworthy moment of the year for me was uh, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, what what were your what were your best TV matches of the year? Just really really quick. Uh, Gargano Ono was my NXT match, and Owens Rollins was Raw match, and AJ Bryan was SmackDown. And last week wasn't, wasn't Gargano Ono last year? Was it? I think so. It was like late uh, last year. I think. I think it was. I think it was like like December. It might have been. I'll I think it, it might have been December. Hold on one second. Let, let, let's let's get a fact. I need a, I need like a professional fact checker. All right, let me go and check that out real quick. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it was last 6th, year. Yeah, it was it was in December. Yeah, yeah. it was in December. It, it was a good match though. It was fantastic. If it aired in December, did you know it kind of counts because I always start you know tallying stuff up for next year and the start of December for some reason. Like the uh, Oscars. Like I always I'll, think I should save my year and list till after Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe not this year, but usually. 
I'll take it. It doesn't. It, 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 <laughs> nonetheless, Johnny Gargano, Cassius Ono, still a fantastic match. It was a great match. Um, Chris, what was your picks, man? Uh, for my um wrestle. Oh, I'm 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 really hipster with this shit right now. Uh, <laughs> for, for the last for the for, the for the for the past summer, you know, up until October, November, I was just watching a lot of pro wrestling, Noah, and you know, a lot of independent lucha for the time being in all Japan. So for my wrestle of the year, I had um, Takashi Sugira, uh, pro wrestler Noah. He had the GHC Heavyweight Championship for almost the calendar year. Uh, 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 almost said it. Almost said it. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the dude is like the dude is forty eight years old, I believe. He just came back from a, like almost a serious heart condition, and. End up winning the GHC Heavyweight Championship from Keno in the start of the year, and was just having excellent matches for with uh, Naomi Shimura Fuji, Goshi Osaki. Uh, had some had just recently a, a credible match with um, Kasuhiko Nakajima, and he just recently dropped the title um, a couple of weeks ago to uh, Kaito, I believe it's Kiyomaya, who won the Global League uh, a month prior. So now, yeah, Kiyo, yeah, Kiyomaya. Uh, but he was like for his age, nearing 50 years old and still having like spectacular hard hitting matches. You know, that is it was really good. You know, uh, it was it was a hell of a feat for him. And, you know, because I remember watching him start up when he was like a junior heavyweight nearly 13 years ago with Noah. And now he developed as like one of the premier heavyweights um, in the world today. You know, it's pretty fascinating to see. Uh, for my tag team of the year, I had. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. we're not doing tag team. We're not doing tag team. Not, not doing tag, tag team. team. No tag no, team. We're not team. doing tag team. We're oh. doing we're doing female feud. Female. Yeah, female wrestler of the year. If you don't, I I can't see what you filled out. I know you didn't fill out everything. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I filled out everything. But my female okay. wrestler of the year, I had um, I had Charlotte Flair. Uh, even though she had in her in the middle portion of her year, it was kind of bad. Uh, you know, with her time, you know, working with uh the Iconics and. And, you know, in the time with, with, with Carmella as well, but when she had an incredible match with Asuka at WrestleMania, it did when the Becky Lynch feud picked up, you know, really when Becky got hot, it was during her time. And even to this day right now, it has been involved in Charlotte and Charlotte has just been like in the big matches. She never disappoints. Like she really channels the exact same spirited energy of her father doing ridiculous bumps and having these crazy brawls night in and night out. And, uh, and she's really just riding a wave right now. You know, it's just being really the best big match women's performer I've seen in the last couple of years, right next to Mako Sadamura. All right. Uh, just really quickly, like your feud of the year and your cringeworthy moment of the year. Uh, my feud of the year was LA Park versus Roosh. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, it still is awesome to the day. And my cringeworthy moment of the year is uh, Kenny Omega, Twitter meltdowns, and defending pedophiles. Like, you ain't wrong about that. I want to, I want to touch on that for a second. Like, what? How? How do you got? Do you feel as though that moment kind of defined the rest of his year? Pretty much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As soon as it came to that, everything just started crumbling for him. Uh, and like, you know, like post G one. The crazy part about it is I didn't even like I wasn't even surprised when he did because he had he had like a tweet last. Right? Y'all remember the United thing that happened last year where a dude got beat up and dragged off the plane? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he had like a tweet about saying something like, "Is it bad that I don't care about this?" I'm like, "Bro, you could just shut the fuck up. Like, you didn't even have to say nothing." <laughs> uh, all right, all right, X. Let, not, not, uh, let, let's get to your what? what who is your wrestler of the year? I you had, know. I had, I had a slight victory over this, but Johnny Gargano slightly over Seth Rollins uh, for female wrestler of the year. I had Charlotte Flair because she had an incredible match with Oscar, and, I, and that, that's one of my matches. That, Year candidates right there. Feud of the year, I had Gargano and Champa. Cringeworthy moment of the year, I had uh, Joey Ryan's penis druid at all in. That's just right. into my memory, bro. Uh, Cyrus, what about you? Who was your wrestler, your male wrestler of the year, your female wrestler of the year? Uh, Daniel Bryan for my uh, male wrestler of the year. Uh, okay. He came back at Mania. I was happy to be there and a oh, slight flex. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, you know, him putting Almas on, uh, just having amazing matches on SmackDown, putting a lot of young talent on, uh, especially, uh, you know, taking the pin to Mustafa Ali uh, last week, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronda Rousey um, as uh, <clears throat> my female wrestler of the year. Uh, you know, the feuds and like, you know, Raw to Raw has been awful but when it's pay-per-view time you know she just goes out there and kills it all the time uh like the Nia Jax feud was probably some of the worst shit I have ever seen but you know when it was time to perform at TLC you know it's it was some it was something uh what was your cringeworthy moment of the year uh, Tomatonga saying, "Check my rap sheet." When uh, <laughs> uh, you are a uh, Air Force bear- veteran, um, yeah, you, you're not fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, MJ, who was your male wrestler of the year? Your female wrestler of the year? <clears throat> male wrestler of the year, of course. I gotta go with Johnny Gargano. He had a unreal NXT run. Uh, female wrestler of the year, uh, Becky Lynch, because she's at the top, like she's a female at the top, like kind of transcending all that stuff. Uh, my feud of the year is actually Becky Charlotte because you you have Becky who is like at the stratosphere, but you could still keep Charlotte like as hot as she is, mm-hmm. and like playing like kind of like the face heel in between what whatnot. My cringe-worthy moment of the year is actually uh, Ghetto's heel turn. Oh, boy. and everything that happened, <laughs> and everything that happened, oh, uh, the you know the the chair swing, Jay White throwing <laughs> the chair, Yoshihashi's face exploding, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshihashi creeping, busting himself, his and then face exploded, man. Yeah, and um. then Jay White still throwing a chair at his head, and then we haven't seen him since. So that, yeah, all right. That, all right. That, that's a blessing in disguise. Very much so. Uh, let, let me run through the guys that couldn't be here. That is uh, my homie, Big Tim, Chris Novak. And uh, and actually, yeah, I think I think that was it because everybody else was in here. Uh, Tim said that his, his wrestler of the year was Johnny Gargano. His female wrestler of the year was Becky Lynch. His feud of the year was Gargano Champa. His cringeworthy moment of the year was the Dick Druids. So I, I guess <laughs> everyone kind of... <laughs> it runs in the family, my there we go and we're off i can't someone called seinfeld cannot take chicago can't take chicago guys anywhere 
Hey, Can't man. take Chicago guys anywhere. Uh, shout out to Tim for that. We're going to be reading up some of, some of his picks as we go along here today. Uh, Chris Novak, shout out to him as well. He said his wrestler of the year was Becky Lynch. His female wrestler of the year was, and we should have, and that's my fault. We didn't, we didn't uh, clarify. Uh, so I guess she's just his all around wrestler of the year. <laughs> uh, his feud of the year was uh, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. His cringeworthy moment of the year was any of Ronda Rousey's tweets to Becky Lynch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's actually funny. His guilty pleasure of the year was anything Sasha and Bailey do. So shout out to him for staying on, staying on brand. Uh, but meals, uh, let, let's get to our matches of the year. Uh, we're we're going to do it a little different this year. We're not, we're not this year, but this episode, we're not going to do our runner ups. So, so just for the, in the, uh, in the fairness of time, let's just get to our straight up matches of the year. I think we had the same match of the year here. Uh, I said, Johnny Gargano, Andrade, Cian Almas, and NXT takeover Philly. What did you say? No, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. I mean, I think just in the buildup of the match, I don't know if we knew what to expect. Um, we, we know these two have had great matches with each other before, not with so much on the line, but I don't think anyone expected the literal five-star match that we got on that night in Philly. Um, Almas, when he's on top of his game, can really hang with anyone. Gargano is, you know, judging by at least seven-eighths of the people in here, I guess, you know, Seth Rollins isn't wrestler of the year to anyone but me, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Did, 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 did anyone, does anyone? No, no one else picked Seth Rollins. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no one else picked Seth Rollins, but you know what? I picked Seth Rollins. So I'm hoping one day when I meet Seth Rollins, I'm able to let him know that, you know, you guys think, but, um, <laughs> wow. He going to snitch. <laughs> yes, I will. Um, nonetheless, Gargano and Almas, I mean, literal, I, I watched it the other day and still felt the same way. And I think that's really the making of an incredible match when you're able to watch it, you know, even with time that has gone past, it still holds up nonetheless. Right. Uh, Koyo, what, what did you say for your match of the year? Uh, mine was the G1 final, Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi. All right. Uh, um, what, you want to say anything about the match? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just you know <laughs> thought it was a great match. I, I was a little bummed out by who won, but overall it was one of the like few matches where I felt like a little kid again watching it. Like, you know, the near falls were popping me and everything like that. But Gargano Almas was, you know, incredible. I think it's it's a match that made four new stars that we may never get again between Gargano, Almas, Zelina, and Ciampa coming out of it looking like a million bucks. Right, right. Uh, We may never see anything like that again. Why, why were you bummed out? Like, dude, like, I mean, in the end, we understand why they had, they had to have Tanahashi win the the Kota Ibushi match, but like, what, what kind of bummed you out about that? I mean, I just thought they were going to go to Kota versus Kenny at the dome. I thought that we'd get that this year, especially with, you know, looks like Kenny's leaving for sure. And, you know, you never know with Abushi. He's got one foot in the door, one foot out the door. So I thought they were gonna, you know, put some faith in him that he was staying. But looks like they're going back to the ace. Uh, Mac, what was your match of the year? Uh, I also had um, Tanahashi and Abushi's um, the G1 Finals. My match of the year. Uh, it was just one of those peak Tanahashi performances that we barely get from time to time. And even though he could still have a great match, you know, at the rate that he is and how his body is, he was just on another level that night. Awesome. Uh, MJ, what was your match of the year? Mine was also uh, Tanahashi and Ibushi. Uh, oh, wow. Tana- yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tanahashi, yeah. It, it was a straight up like technical match, 
And then Ibushi was getting the best of them. And then old man Tanahashi just started beating the hell out of Kota Ibushi. It was like a culmination of his whole G1. He was like eight, one and one. And like, at that point I was like, okay, I don't know if Tanahashi has anything left. And then he did and he beat him. Like, so yeah. Oh, I love the slap, the, the slap boxing in that match. That, that popped me huge. I love that. I love that we're calling it slap boxing. It is slap boxing. That's <laughs> no, what it they They were smacking the shit out of each other. And then, you know, like, I thought, like, I also thought, like, Ibushi was going to get the rub. But I know that, like, they have a habit of booking him because he's a freelancer. They don't like to give him anything. So I was like, all right, well, Tanahashi's going to beat Kenny at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I guess we'll see. Uh, Cyrus, what was your match of the year? Uh, Alistair Black versus Andrade Cien Almas. No, this is that's, that's an interesting oh, pick. Why would you pick that? Uh, we get a rare, uh, a rare sight of Alistair Black smiling, uh, <laughs> and it, it was just a, a fantastic, a fantastic match overall. Uh, I love Alistair Black and I love uh, Andrade. So I, I know it isn't like it isn't the Johnny Gargano match, but Alistair did come back, uh, come out looking fantastic. And I, and I think that's fine. I, I think, you know what, Alistair, I, if there was ever a category where someone was underrated for the whole year, it was him. Like, he was putting on really good matches with people that you wouldn't expect to be putting on really good matches with. Like, I know a lot of people, they, they, they harp on the, the botch in the Lars Sullivan match, but he made Lars look really, really great, even in defeat. Bro, I think it was mainly because it really wasn't, most of his title reign and his title contention wasn't in the main event. Yeah, um, it didn't really yeah. close the show. It didn't really have that exclamation point that people look for when they looked at this Gargano and Almas match. When they look at the Gargano and Champa matches. When they look at those yeah. sort of things, it didn't have that exclamation point of like, okay, we're closing the show. We're crowning, you know, um, Alistair Black. I feel like that was the only thing missing. But nonetheless, I mean, he's had a great year. I mean, uh, injury, even with the injury, he's came back and still been putting on great matches. He had yeah. match of the year for like 20 minutes with Adam Cole. Like, legitimately 20 minutes. <laughs> I loved that match. <laughs> uh, that was a also, great match. Yeah. Also, uh, Alistair Black, like, uh, on his debut, he, like, beat the shit out of Almas. And then, you know, a year later, you know, they're in this, like, fantastic title match. Uh, so, hey, it's not, a, it's not a Johnny Gorgano match. You know? Don't kill me. No, no, I think that's fine. I, I'm, I'm absolutely. A, I, I think there needs to be a conversation said that if Johnny had a really great um, 2018, then so did Alistair Black. Even, even in the spots that he he was in, and I mean, just the Adam Cole match, uh, the the Lars Sullivan match, and then his match against Gargano, literally just a month ago, was was really, really amazing as well. Uh, X, what was your match of the year? I'm on, the, I'm on the CN Gargano train, man. Like okay. that, that's that's an all timer right there, bro. Like that's not even like an all time NXT match. Just like an all time great match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I remember watching this shit live on my laptop. Right. My girlfriend doesn't even watch wrestling no more with me, bro. And I made her watch it with me that <laughs> <No> time. <more. laughs> I, you, I, I broke someone to around her, and she, she, she said never again. Right? So we watching the match. Right. She don't even fuck her wrestling no more, G. Tell, tell me why her ass started crying when this nigga lost. Damn it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Letting you know now. That's your second one. My bad. But <laughs> she started crying when Johnny lost. That's how I knew it was all timer, bro. All right. All right. Uh, actually, I, I fucked up. 
uh, a couple of seconds ago when I named off the other listings. I forgot my, my man Rob, Ugly New York, actually sent his list in too. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry, Rob. <laughs> uh, his wrestler of the year, uh, or I guess his overall wrestler of the year was, was also Becky Lynch. But his match of the year was the six-man ladder match uh, in, from NXT New Orleans, which is another match that got five stars on that same show. Uh, what has people, have people forgotten about that match? I haven't. I was in the building, so I can't. I mean, I think I, I thought it was great. I, I remember it, yeah. yeah. This was still a great <laughs> match. Can I, I ask him? Not to foreshadow, but my moment of the year comes from that match. Oh, really? Talk yeah. about it. Um, you yeah, know, when's it? When's it? Uh, you know, when Adam Cole hit everybody with the super kicks and then threw out his first, you know, Adam Cole baby, and you literally saw the entire audience do it with him, and that's when I realized. He's over. And, you know, I did, didn't expect him to any chance to win that match, but he, you know, pulled the sneaky heel and snuck it out. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I post it on Twitter all the time, and just awesome to see him finally really get everyone behind him. I think that really set the tone for uh, the Undisputed Era that year, too. Yeah. And an incredible year. As a fact. That was the night Roddy turned, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he had a full double duty that night, I think. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask everyone a question? And more so, I mean, this is going to go within the match of the year conversation and we we don't have to carry on um, much longer. But I know we all, you know, say like, oh, this one was the match of the year. This one was the top one, like undisputedly. But does everyone have a personal favorite match of the year? Just something that's just like, even if no one else enjoyed it, at least you enjoyed it. I'm not saying it has to be, a, you know, a match that sucked, but it was just something that you were just like, man, I enjoyed both. Either I'm enjoy both competitors in the match um i like the way the story went from here and there i went like you know it's just just a personal favorite match of the year i want to actually justin this first because you know he's the only one that hasn't really gone in about his match of the year a personal favorite i i i got a lot of shit for this from like certain people for actually rating the match this way uh but i i gave i gave a match this year like five stars just off off the rip because I just thought it was just an oh, incredible really? fucking match. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> I just thought it was an incredible usage of I actually gave two matches this year, this type of five star. Uh but I'll go ahead and say my personal favorite match uh of the year was was Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin in SummerSlam. <laughs> oh wow. I thought I thought you were going I thought you were going Shinsuke versus that's, that's, that's where I thought he was going. Same one. <laughs> same, same type yeah. of match. Same type of match. Listen, I love when WWE books things the exact way that they should. But like here's my thing with five star matches. They're perfect in the sense that they were booked exactly the way that you thought they were going to be booked, and they they mm-hmm. actually they absolutely excelled your, your expectation. My expectation that night was not to fucking see a, a Finn Balor Baron Corbin match. It was <laughs> SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, it was to see Baron Corbin lose. You know, have my my guy like go over, and then have Baron Corbin lose in in the way that a dweeb like him should lose. Finn Balor came out not only as the demon. <laughs> you didn't have to call him a dweeb. He beat him. Here's a dweeb. He is a dweeb. He is a dweeb. He he came out as the demon, beat Baron Corbin in like two seconds, and then posed and left. That was perfect. Listen, what's better than that? It's five what's, stars. What's better than that? I want to I want to pose this question out of Cyrus while we still got him here in this world. Personal favorite match of the year. I was just about to mute myself so I could cough, but 
uh, a match that we covered on uh, Spot Callers, the three uh, the three hundred light tubes match. Uh, oh my lord! I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the competitors' names, but uh, I'm on the call. Uh, so uh, Ryuji <laughs> Ito and um, Masashi Takeda. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it, it's it's just fun to watch. <laughs> You're a different type of person, Cyrus. I know this. <laughs> hey, and I'm paying for it. <laughs> um, Ben, what would you say is your personal favorite match of the year? Um, it was a PWG match, which shouldn't surprise anyone that knows me. It was uh, the Rascals versus uh, Bandito and Flamita. Just Fine. an awesome tag match. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys haven't seen it, the Rascals have a really cool finisher that doesn't make any sense in the world, but it's cool to look at. It's the uh, push moonsault, which I think is just the coolest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Doesn't make a bit of sense, but it looks cool. <laughs> MJ, what would you say is your personal favorite? Pete Dunn versus Ricochet. Ooh. Oh, that was good. good I forgot Pete, that happened. Ooh. Title yeah, versus title. title. <laughs> because, like... It was two different styles, and then they did their styles, and then they did each other's styles, and then it was that was that match was amazing. Were you, mad about, were, you, were you mad about the finish to that match? Um, no, no, because I, I don't know who you have go over. You know what I mean? Like, it was it's tough because you don't want Pete to look weak, but you don't want Ricochet to look weak either. So you had to like, yeah. But I by think you would have. I think you would have had Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would have had Ricochet win that, to be honest. I mean, but win both titles? I mean, I think both titles were on the line, right? Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a title, title, title versus title match. And but, I'm, I'm... Oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I... Yeah, I just... I I mean, I know it tied into the whole, like, Undisputed Era storyline that they were going to do at War Games anyway. But, yeah, that was... That match, I, I loved it. I was like, oh, oh. And then, like, yeah. All right. All right, X, you're on thin ice already. All right. All right. I'm not saying it again, but right. uh, I actually got two, and they're both Alistair Black matches. I got Adam Cole and Alistair <laughs> Black because that whole match is brutal, right? And then there's a spot in there where Alistair does his backflip, that weird uh, moonsault he does, and Cole cracks him with the kendo stick. Oh, mid-flight, yeah. Mid-flight, perfectly, just like that super kick he done on Ricochet in Brooklyn. And then my other one is... Uh, Black Almas, the one Cyrus said earlier, and because I, I just love matches where they where they look like they're hitting the shit out of each other, like they legitimately look like they're beating the shit out of each other. I just love that shit. That's what that match had. Plus the theatrics of uh, him hitting Black Mass on Selena at the very last second. That was that that was up there for me. Oh man, Chris, five I, matches I put this year. Chris Mack, what's your personal favorite? Speaking of beating the shit out of each other, um, my personal favorite was uh, a match from like the Power Hall show. Uh, between Hideyoshi Ka- Kamatani and Takuya Nomura against uh, Kasuhiko Nakajima and Masa Ka- Katamiya. Nakajima beat the shit out of Nomura in that entire match. And the finish, um, they had Nakajima, he just kicks him directly at his head. And you could just hear like a gunshot was going off and knocked him out completely cold. Like, like Nakajima was a beast in this match. It's a, it's a really great match. I really recommend for you guys to check out. Uh, it was from um, July the 10th, and uh, but Nakajima and um, and Takuya Nomura, who's like one of the rising stars in Japan right now. He's only two years in. He looked tremendous here, but it was it was all the Nakajima show in this match here. Oh man, um, if I if I had to pick a personal favorite, I actually have two. I would, I, I do. 
Um, it was from one of the recent NXT takeovers, and it was Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And that match is yeah. just the back and forth of that. I think the moment you create a full star with Velveteen Dream, and it wasn't just, you know, a talent that's just on his way up on the trajectory. This was a talent that you're like, man, this guy could really carry the brand once he really fully gets there. Um, f- to me, I gave it all the stars, six stars, seven stars, eight stars. That, that To me, that match was fantastic. And if I had to go one more match, I have to choose my 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 wrestler of the year. Versus probably, you know, the wrestler of a lifetime, um, Seth Rollins versus The Miz <laughs> at oh Backlash. This, right, this man. man. First of all, 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 before we run into that was an amazing match. You, I'll give you see, you're right. That was right. an amazing match. Not only that, I, for as much as for Seth Rollins to be on the role that he is, and on, on first of all, a god awful show, Backlash was terrible. Oh, yeah, that was probably the worst pay-per-view of the year. And they opened the show, and they legitimately stole nothing else competed on that show. You had Seth Rollins in the middle of his incredible run. You had The Miz, who has really just kind of grown into, like, one of the best talents that they just have on the roster. And, you know, for The Miz, you know, I'm Seth Rollins to, you know, curb stomp Miz and really get the sort of finish and <laughs> sequence on that Um Seth Rollins kicking out of two skull-crushing finales already. I mean, to me, just back and forth, it was incredible. So I'm I'm going to choose that as my personal favorites of the year. The only Miz match on on anything. Listen, I have to give the Miz his praise. You really, I did the personal favorite just to talk about the Miz. I knew okay. he was going to be the Miz somewhere. Oh, um, um, oh, sorry. Before uh, we move, what? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, about uh, Miz's first. Um, guilty pleasure pick or personal favorite um i did see uh velveteen versus uh tomaso champa in miami uh just on a house show and i like that the (laughs) the finish that they did in miami was very not similar to the uh the finish that they had uh at the show but they still did the boot spot which was really cool and i was just like oh so you kind of see how they uh put these like matches together and, you know, like build upon it. Cause they decided to keep the shoe spot, which had Miami upset, <laughs> but it, it was really cool. Yeah. Cause they do the shoe spot in the actual match and, it, and the match goes yeah. on for like another, like five minutes yeah. after that spot. <laughs> so when I saw the shoe, I was just like, Oh, he's like uh, loosening up his boot. Oh, the match is about to be over. Cause I, I seen this already, but then it just keeps going. And I thought it was really cool. All right. Uh, from our list, uh, Big Tim said he agreed with Andrade Cien Almas, and Chris Novak also agreed with. Uh, not, I'm sorry, Andrade Cien Almas and Gargano, and uh, Chris Novak also said Almas versus Gargano, Gargano as well. So I think that match pretty much is undisputedly <laughs> everyone's match of the year this year. I think it's going to win a lot of uh, awards. Um, let's go to our next category here, meals, uh, and it's going to be the worst match. Of the year, <laughs> this is a, you know the Razzie of matches. Essentially, it's just the worst match of the year. The one, and we you know this isn't something that's just like it's not that we're gonna harp on crazy like the match of the year, but I, it, it is an acknowledgement of just like they didn't get everything right all the time. And mm-hmm. you know, if I had to pick my worst match of the year, I picked Carmella versus Oscar, and I love Oscar. 
But that mm-hmm. match, the one where Ellsworth was in the cage. And, Extreme rules. Yeah, he escapes the cage, and, and just so much stuff goes on, and so much, it's just, to me, that was when I was worried about Asuka. But you know what? She's, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion right now. Um, I think Carmella ends up better, you know, as, as outside of her reign than she did inside of her reign. Like, it's a, it's just, but it's just a match that just, like, was terrible from top to bottom. Uh, I agree with you uh, on that. Uh, that was the moment that I was very concerned. I didn't want to say anything like that, but I was like, I gave it a dud. And that's probably like the only match that she, well, I, I gave a lot of Tomatonga matches duds this year and Nas and <laughs> nope, <laughs> sleep, <laughs> sleep. But I, I thought that just as far as like, I, and, and here, here I'll, I'll, I'll lay some, I'll lay some criticism on Asuka as well. I think Asuka the performer that she is could have elevated this match to a lot better than what it was. I, I am not a proponent, a proponent of, well, look at what she's got to work with. You know, like there are people that work with a lot worse and I think Oscar could have made this work, but I just don't think that like neither performer exactly did their best here. And as far as like, you got a heat magnet, like James Ellsworth in the ring with you, there's a way to make that shit work. And I, and I think that even just with the talent in the ring with Oscar having the most, obviously she just didn't make it work. And I, and I thought that's why I was so disappointed in it. Like I knew she had to lose. I knew it was going to be a loss. Like no one wins a title at fucking extreme rules, but you know, it's just, just a terrible, terrible, terrible match. Um, Cyrus, what was your worst match of the year? Worst match of the year. Uh, Tomatonga versus Juice Robinson, uh, G1 Climax. <laughs> oh my God. Block, uh, uh, night two. I don't fall asleep watching wrestling, <laughs> but I did for this one. I remember turning on the match, waking up, and the thumbnail just had Tomatonga walking out, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to try to rewatch this. Oh my God. <laughs> thumbnail. That, that, that match is god awful. Um, what would you uh, say, Ben? What would you say is your worst match of the year? Uh, this should be a big homer pick. Some meals will appreciate this. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. Ooh, Mainly because when he took the squash, I got about 20 people tweeting me. And then I got Justin <laughs> tweeting, Coyle made all those tweets for nothing. <laughs> Goat tweet. Cyrus said, you okay, man? And I said... <laughs> I, he hadn't taken the loss yet, and I was like, yeah, I'm straight. And then he got squashed, and I just was – I didn't tweet the rest of SummerSlam. <laughs> I, I, I had to make sure you were okay. I, I love you, man. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I had – I had. he was going to win that. He was going to win the Universal title later that night, but, you know, it didn't, didn't, didn't work out that way. All right. Uh, X, what was your worst match of the year? I had something that was equal to a slap in the face. I had Bobby Roode versus Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> no. I felt like so wrong watching that. Uh, yeah, that was a it was had on to raw. be on Raw, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those episodes Raw was watching. Had a full build and everything, bro. I was I was disgusted. Oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. with Bobby, yeah. I cooped him. Yeah, I, I, I took a Hit him with an old man double leg takedown. <laughs> Well, I can't even remember what that match was all about, to be honest. Also, <laughs> also Mojo Raleigh had a push for like three months this year, and he's not even uh, on TV anymore. Who? <laughs> Mo- Mojo Raleigh, like, still doing that thing from last year, talking about Killer Instinct, and then in the same moment gets scooped by Bobby Roode. 
Also, yeah, Killer, Killer Instinct must be an Xbox game to him. That's not really. <laughs> We're gonna start calling Mojo Riley Gronk's friend. Yeah, that's all he is. Dying uh, Gronk. Uh, MJ, what was your worst match of the year? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna double up with Cyrus here, but I'm gonna pick a different. Tama Tonga match from uh, G1. <laughs> it has to be the Kenny Omega one. No, it's the Yano one. Oh, boy. Oh, it's no. Yano versus Tama Tonga. Anytime you have a comedy wrestler and then you still have interference and a rep bump <laughs> and Tama loses points, that match was that, that match was probably one of the worst I've ever seen, too. It, it, it was a fight between that and uh, the Kenny Omega one. That was a disaster. That, that shit had eight people in the ring at some point. And for what? And Red Shoes doesn't call like a DQ until like five minutes later either. Are, are we? Can, can we just go ahead and say right now that everyone's saying that that was like a good storyline was completely full of shit? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, just for just for Jay White to end up being the leader anyway, when this was a, a whole thing about like, there's no leader. I uh, I'm gonna help. have to put myself uh, out there because uh, I said that it was. Oh my god, uh, I said that it was good in the beginning, like around like the the golden and like the golden lovers young bucks match, and then when Kenny, of course, and then when Kenny fought Cody, I was like, all right, I, I'm I'm done. Like this is this is terrible, and then it just got worse. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, are, are we doing worst feud of year two? No, no. no. Well, uh, the, for, for spoiler that. alert, for spoiler alert, that was my worst <laughs> feud of the year with the uh, Bullet Club and the Elite and the entire New Japan roster. <laughs> just the New Japan roster. Well, Matt, I need to hire me to the book after the most recent episode of the age. Oh, show. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm available. You know, um, I call Vince McMahon coming back. Mac, what would you say is your worst match of the year, however? Uh, I had I had one initially from the Triple um, Triple A Triple Media show. But uh, I'm going to go and um, switch that over for Flip Gordon versus Will Ospreay, the best of Super Juniors. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, was, that was one of the worst fucking spot fests I've ever watched in my life. Um, they try to do everything, uh, try to, uh, you know, just um, imitate the Ricochet-Osprey match from, uh, what was it, two years prior? And it was not good. Like, none of it was good. Like, it was just, the crowd did not care. Uh, it, you know, Gordon sucks. <laughs> and, you know, and Osprey, you know, Osprey was just, you know, he was in a bad funk that um, portion of the year, too. Like, none of his matches were hitting at all up until late in the year. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still recovering from that neck injury, but my God, man, that that match was awful. <laughs> it was just, it was just bad, man. <laughs> uh, I think Will Osprey sucks. He can't sell. He can't sell. Do you remember? Or he sells he too had much. A, had a match for, uh, with Marty Scroll where he was destroying his neck. And then instead of selling, all he would do is just scream. <laughs> like you, he, he is stomping on your neck. He is slamming your neck onto the apron. And you just get up like it's nothing, do your thing. And when it's time to sell, you just scream. Um, let's go to our other guys who couldn't be here. Uh, Ugly New York, 
my man Rob said his worst match of the year. Something that I forgot about too. Uh, Brock versus Braun at Crown Jewel. I didn't watch the show. That's why you I didn't watch the show. I don't have much context. Did anyone, did anyone else watch that match? I didn't we got watch it coming it. up again here soon. <laughs> oh shit, we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch the match. I can't really, I can't really call it. Um, who, who else? Uh, Big Tim said his worst match of the year was where is it at? I'm blind all of a sudden. I'm blind. Did he do it? Oh, yeah, he probably did. Oh, no, he did. He did. He did. He said it's Kenny, o- Kenny Omega versus Yano. This is worse, man. So there you go. The, the trifecta is complete. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta is complete. Shout out to Tim for that. Uh, Chris Novak said that his worst match of the year was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns oh, at wow. WrestleMania 34. Wow. You know what? All right. That one I, was bad. That was a terrible match. I've never seen a match like, is, we went on about four four years of the I crowd completely sh- completely shitting, crowd completely shitting on a WrestleMania main event like the fourth yeah. year in a row. <laughs> I, I I was in that building, slight flex again. Uh, Man's killing us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm on my last leg. Let me do this. Uh, <laughs> like god awful, I would say like. Soon as Roman's entrance finished, they already had like a beach ball out. Um, <laughs> by by the third German suplex, you know, they they already started doing their same old shit chants. You know, just a just the usual Brock Lesnar hate, uh, and you know, combine that with a uh, Roman's hate. Uh, get well soon. Uh, it it was just bad, and like I'm trying to pay attention because I care, but like. Just the arena shitting on it, just like slowly, maybe not care. Like everybody's booing. Like I'm not going to be able to watch this. Yeah, it's well, it's a it's a fucking tragic match, which c- completely perplexing in in how they booked Roman and Brock this year in general. Where it's like you you have Roman lose, and then you have him go through another redemption angle for like the sixth time, it not work. Roman loses a bunch more matches. <laughs> like Roman lost a lot this year. Like. He won when it mattered, but like any other match, you knew he was losing. He, he like Bobby uh, Lashley beat Roman Reigns this year. Is anyone gonna remember that? No, Ab- no. absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who? Absolutely not. What was crazy to me about that Roman uh, Lesnar match is how they built up the F five all year. Yeah. You know, Braun didn't kick yeah. out of it. No one kicked out of the F five, and then Roman takes six. Jesus Christ! And still loses. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Awful, awful fucking, awful fucking match. Um, hottest news story of the year. Uh, Mills, what was your hottest news story of the year? So my hottest news story of the year happened at the top of the year, and it had to be Ronda Rousey signing to WWE. Um, just in terms of everything, it was the hottest signing. It was the most anticipated. It was the most, um, I think probably one of the most newsworthy things that WWE ended up cashing out on after the Royal Rumble. I mean, just the picture of her pointing at the WrestleMania sign is just will forever be etched in everyone's mind. I think it was, you know, it, it, it calls for a lot of stir. And to me, when you talk about the women's evolution of the WWE over the past few years, I think they finally put their money where their mouth is and hired someone who like a Brock Lesnar or like a, you know, a rock or like an, you know, Austin or whoever they choose to bring back can really put eyes on the division. And I think this was the first time they're sort of, you know, 
they're putting some sort of long-term plans into the division because, you know, we've heard we're hearing rumors of possibly Ronda closing the show at WrestleMania this year, next year. You know, a lot of things like that. To me, this is the first true investment in the WWE Women's Division and the Evolution thus far. That's what I got. Okay. Yeah, uh, I I said the same thing. I, I think um, obviously you had a lot more tragic news happen. Obviously, and we talked about that in last episode. Um, but I think Ronda Rousey, just as far as something positive, like I think it's that, then it's probably Daniel Bryan for the year. Uh, I, after I mean, that, I had Shawn Michaels unretiring, which was like Shawn Whoa. Michaels' haircut. <laughs> Do you remember, Mills? You remember that episode where like you shoot last? <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> he looked like Gil from The Simpsons. <laughs> Wow! I will never forget Mills shoot laughing for five minutes on air after after we put that picture of Shawn Michaels with no hair. Y'all should have never showed me that picture. Oh my god, he's so unsexy boy on that. But yes, but I I, I want to pose a question. Did were were you in any way or anyone you know who wants to answer this? Like, was anyone kind of annoyed with the way that they introduced Ronda at the end of the show and kind of after Oscar won and she was going to pick her choice, Ronda comes out and like, did anyone like? I know a lot of people didn't like it at first, but like looking back on it now, end of twenty eighteen, how did you feel about her actual first on screen appearance uh, as a as a active member of the roster at the Royal Rumble? I mean, I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it. I mean, looking at it in retrospect, I mean, what do we... It, it kind of, you know, cuts Asuka's moment really, you know, down. It's short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Asuka wins the Royal Rumble, and it's a it's a news item for all of, like, 30 seconds yeah. before Ronda Rousey the comes The first out. ever Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, first yeah. ever. And then it suddenly yeah. becomes about, well, Ronda is here, and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's exactly it, how it, I felt about it. It's fu- it's funny. You go almost twelve months later, and you know Oscar finally wins the SmackDown Women's Title, and Ronda Rousey's evolved yet again, which is yeah. which is pretty interesting. But, but, but you know, time, but still, it's, they still it still it's a good moment either way. You know, it turned out well for both of them. Well, like e- even like with Ronda showing up, like mm-hmm. people were just like, you know, Oscar became like you know. Uh-huh. Like she was shoved away, but she still interacted with Rhonda during that segment. So you know, Oscar wasn't like completely like you know swept away. Like she was still part of that moment. I love Oscar's moment where like she went to shake everybody's hand. Right, Oscar looks looked up and down like I will kill you. Don't play with me. <laughs> yeah, like you know, people they they'll get upset about it, but it's whatever. Especially at this point. Um. X, what was your hottest news story of the year? It had to be Daniel Bryan's return. Like, the, I, w- I will never forget the moment that alert hit my phone. And I was like, I was like, nah, get out of here. Get out of here. I went on Twitter. Everybody's going crazy. You going crazy. Meals going crazy. I remember Chris's tweet was literally just intelligible letters. For like, two minutes. Like, he didn't say nothing coherent. He was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like... The whole timeline was going crazy. Like there were six yo's on my timeline, and like in, in order, bro. That it was crazy. That was that's a memorable moment forever. And then he got killed two days later by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That was that was crazy. <laughs> I love that moment too. I mean, and, and people, people were mad worried. They're just like, 
oh man, he just got cleared, and then he's gonna start doing, you know, get killed like this. And I, I just want, like, all right, guys, I just want to speak on. to how crazy Vince is. The day this man gets cleared from CTE <laughs> for three years, <laughs> you know, you you know what I'm gonna do? You know what you gonna do tonight, Brian? You gonna take a power bomb in the apron, Brian? <laughs> no, and and Brian's crazy self was like. You know what? That's a great idea. I'm gonna do that tonight. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like if you if if we're gonna go all in on having Daniel Bryan wrestle, let's go all in and give him the full experience. I I personally I love the moment, even though yes, we are worried for Bryan. I mean, I don't think you know I was worried for him. Like remember Survivor Series that one year where Kurt Angle fell out the ring and almost broke his neck? <laughs> I don't think I was as worried about that. I don't even think I was worried about Bryan as much. I just felt like to me. For the entire like run where he was talking about doing all these things through his brain, I legit, I some some somehow I just felt like I think he knows that he's fine, and I think it's really WWE in the business standpoint that's saying he's not fine because they don't want any sort of repercussions. But I think I legit feel like Daniel Bryan, after all these years of talking about how he's gone through tests with his brain and all these other things, I feel like he legit believes. That he's fine, and you know what? Th- to me, that moment proved it when they just threw him back in the swing of things. I was very happy. This is the Daniel Bryan that we all wanted. Uh, Coyle, what was your hottest news story of the year? The TV deals. Oh yeah, yeah, all, absolutely. That you know, oh. people—it's all people talked about for a month. Oh, I heard this, or you know, I heard this, or I heard the signing with Fox, and you know, th- it's going to change the landscape of how Raw and SmackDown look come next year. Um, might change the show. I don't know how the hell we're recording now. SmackDown <laughs> 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 going live on Fridays, but uh, we'll see. We got a couple months to figure it out. Holy, holy shit! You're right. I just no. realized that shit. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, we, we got a couple months to figure it out. Uh, I remember there was a lot of, a lot of competition around then. I'm like, y'all know anybody else signed two billion dollar TV deals? But all right. Hey man, they scared, bro. They shook. They shook a uh, New Japan and ROH and you know. MSG, bro. Don't don't forget. Oh yeah, uh, AEW. They're about to take over. Um, <laughs> Mac, what was your hottest news story of the year? Well, mine was pretty somber. Um, oh, oh wow! I had the I had the Roman I had the Roman story uh, as uh, yeah for number one. Uh, I don't know. It's just that just just hit me to the core. You know when the announcement came through uh, of him. You know. You know, being diagnosed with leukemia again, and that, that was the one that stuck in my mind. I also thought about the TV deals too, and Ronda um, signing with WWE, but that one stood out the most to me uh, for this year. Absolutely, I, I think um, I think it just it it shook everyone to the core, really. Where it's just like it's a moment that's they again it peels back the curtain on on everything that we thought was like a kayfabe act, you know, at work. And we finally saw that it wasn't, and everyone was like, oh, shit, this is this is for real. And it, it changed a lot of shit. Um, Cyrus, what was your hottest news story of the year? Uh, same, uh, the Roman Reigns thing. Uh, I, watching wrestling, like, three years ago, uh, mm-hmm. I watched WrestleMania, and then I watched the Raw right after. And the first thing I see, like, watching a Raw for the first time in years is Daniel Bryan, uh, retiring and then you know having that same feeling when uh roman came out in the casual clothes like i think once we all saw roman come out in jeans we were just like oh no yeah and, but we and thought then, i thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be like his shoulder i thought it was gonna be like his shoulder or like his bicep or 
you know, he he uh, had to, but that I never expected that. It it, it, it tugged at the hard strings, man. It, it was really sad. Uh, it's not a. It's, it's it's sad, man. Absolutely, bro. Um, real, real shit. I tear up every time I hear my real name is Joe. Like every time. It, it's 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 I, I hate the promo. I hate that they keep bringing it back. Like I really hate I really hate they keep they show it during the Seth Rollins feud with Dean. I'm like, stop showing that fucking promo. Um, MJ, what was your hottest news story of the year? Mine was also like the TV deals. Okay. Uh, anytime like they do like it's a two billion dollar thing, and one is moving the Fox. Like especially with all the talk of like you know ratings are down and. You know, WWE's quality is down and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, they're moving to Fox. Primetime, like, Fox is, like, building around fucking SmackDown. So it's still profitable. It's still, like, you know what I mean? Vince could still pull out a deal or two anytime he wants to. So I'm bag is profound. Too hey, profound. Man. As long as I don't have to see a Chris Lee Knows Best commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. That's yes. real, bro. That's real. <laughs> But I'm I'm a miss watching Modern Family before uh, both shows. <laughs> yeah, I get real invested in like the last eight minutes of Modern Family every time <laughs> right? before Raw. Starts. I turn on my TV, I see Manny, I start dying, bro. Man, listen, Fox has a lot of terrible television that you. I'm sure you guys will uh, <laughs> get into. <laughs> yeah, get into. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Ugly New York said his hottest news story of the year was also Roman leaving because of leukemia. Uh, let's go to the other guys here. Chris Novak said that the hottest news story of the year was Becky Lynch becoming the hottest star in the company, uh, which I think is as very underrated because it's, it came out of nowhere. But I, I feel like that was more of like a, um, I, I hate that he's not here to defend himself. I'm sorry. But I, I feel like that was more of like a, a ongoing story. That wasn't like a moment. And then everything happened, you know, like, cause the, the moment of, of that happening was her turning on Charlotte, but then the actual hit, came afterwards you know mm-hmm. uh big tim said that his hottest news story of the year was the saudi arabia controversy <laughs> that, that was my runner-up so yeah <laughs> yeah that's on my runner-up uh <laughs> i is there is there a story that i want to that you guys want to hear less of ever i i listen that- that. I never want to hear about it ever again after this. Report. You know it's gonna come up in what May, May next year. Yeah, yeah. the whole, the whole, the whole debate's gonna start again about the woman's evolution, how WWE is only doing it because they gotta take the Saudi Arabia money. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. Because people don't understand deals and contracts, and you know <laughs> they don't make, they don't make money. Like, did anybody else see that article the other day? Like, WWE is going back twice next year. Well, yeah, that's how contracts work, my guy. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you're real surprised about. It's it's depressing, uh, but yeah, absolutely. That is that. I would say that's like a top three story of the year. Also, I I to me have blocked the Saudi Arabia stuff out. It's just the con the discourse around it is just so toxic, and it exposes people on both sides. So it's like it's either you're you're super woke, but you don't really care about the women, or you care about yeah. you know just all types of shit that just doesn't even really uh you know you you never really even fucking cared about like. Uh... <laughs> People fake caring about the women in Saudi Arabia uh, to, you know, further their narrative that, uh, you know, WWE, you know, is scared of New Japan and Ring of Honor. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how those things like correlate, but, you know, that side made it work. It's going to get worse in January, though, once they announce what they announce. So 
Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and that actually leads me into the kind of like the final segment before uh before we let you guys go. Uh, twenty nineteen predictions. I just want one prediction that you think is going to happen in 2019. We're, we're, we're going to have to come back to this, uh, <laughs> December 2019. But uh, I want to start off. Actually, let's start off with meals. What's your 2019 prediction? What do you want to happen? Oh, do you really want that meals booking in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> let's see. That's why I picked you first. That's why I picked uh, you first. Let's see. If I had to pick, you know what? Ronda Rousey will lose at WrestleMania. And, and not a moment before. Not a not a moment before, but she will lose at WrestleMania. To who? I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't book that far ahead. Um, <laughs> but she's losing. Big L. Big L. Uh Cyrus, what's your 2019 prediction? It could be uh, any 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 brand, any type of wrestling. It could be wrestling as a whole, anything. You know, uh, this wasn't on the Excel sheet that you sent us, so... I, I know, because we're having a conversation. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, something crazy off the top. Uh, Rob Van Dam returns to okay. WWE. All right. Well, Someone's getting hurt if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is my wild <laughs> prediction. Do you want to see Rob Van Dam come back? Does anyone want to see him come back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we'll keep, like, he's my man, don't get me wrong, but like, no, I'm good, bro. We don't need you guys. <laughs> well, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Raw Van Dam comes back, baby. Uh, X, what, what, is your, what is your 2019 prediction? I got the future of SmackDown Live, Andrade C. and Almas winning the world title. Oh, wow. Uh, this guy can't even sniff TV, man. <laughs> you want to win. I'm going forward with it. I'm going forward with it, bro. Uh, Chris Mack, what's your what's your wild 2019 prediction? Uh, it's been my prediction for years to come, but I believe it's going to happen this time around. New Japan forcing to use talent in other home promotions to work the G1 when everybody leaves. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally gonna get Murafuji back in the G1 next, next year. Oh man, you're telling me we have to use Japanese talent? <laughs> <laughs> the president is gonna be sick. Jay White gonna be shaking, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, MJ, what is your wild 2019 prediction? I'm gonna go ahead and, and parse on that Jay White point that he's gonna be the world champion by Dominion. Oh, I'll probably I'll, I'll say that. I'll actually say. I'm 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 definitely gonna be I'm actually gonna you know what I'll move that up. I say that he wins it by new beginning. Wow. He'll, he'll be the world champion oh, because oh, his Kenny's gonna leave. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, last but not least, Ben Coyle. What? Oh God, you're gonna say Kevin Owens is gonna win the title, aren't you? I've got some great booking ideas. Matt <laughs> 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 oh. <Real>. uh, <laughs> Mine is the the revival wrestles the Young Bucks in 2019. Wow. Ooh. Wow. And, and, and evolve? <laughs> I, I think that they're going to work out. I think the elite's going to somehow work out a one-off where they get at least one match in the WWE. Okay. I mean, it's insane that, like, because Gargano and Tampa kind of did it with NXT. Those were dudes were working Evolve shows the same day as TakeOver. Um, I think cool. the elite's smart enough, you know, and they know that they're not going to be able to do all elite on their own. But they try and broker, like, some sort of one-off deal. All right, uh, that could possibly happen during Mania weekend. Yeah, it could, especially since yeah. they don't have to. They don't have to. Uh, 
you know, sure. they don't have to be kind of like curtailed to uh, New Japan contracts. Yeah. Uh, my prediction was originally always going to be Kenny Omega's leaving. Uh, I, I've since changed that. And, I, and I'll say something, this pie in the sky here. WWE is going to do something very, very interesting with... Uh, I think they're going to have a tournament. I think they're going to have a, a tag tournament next year. And I think Ooh. that tag tournament is going to have stars, and it kind of harps on what, what Ben was saying, but I think they're going to do a partnership with New, J- with New Japan, and they're going to have New Japan talent in this tag team tournament, and we're going to see a New Japan WWE relationship next summer. Oh. Man, if they stop fucking with Ring of Honor, damn, rip ROH, son. Yeah, I, I think I, I wholeheartedly, and this is, this is without any knowledge of anything. I wholeheartedly think that that's going to start with a tag tournament, or there's going to be a tag tournament that has stars like Kushida and uh, other people in it from New Japan, and that that working relationship is going to start. I, I think like that it's like probably already in motion. Yeah, kind of like a, sort of like a, uh, think of like the what? mixed match challenge, but with big. Um, Kind of like with, with, um, with mixed teams. So you have a Nakamura and someone else on the team with someone, you know, like it wouldn't yeah. be certified tag teams. It would I'm be a lot of different people. Booking this, bro. Don't get me excited, bro. Oh, man. Oh, we, oh, we got we got to get Tanahashi Ooh. versus Cena somehow, then. Somehow. Somehow. Damn. But uh, I, I, I'm kind of... This is Rob Van Dam, baby. I honestly think, just to kind of go into what you guys were saying about New Japan using new talent, is that they think of the new frontier as not just being... Uh, just Japanese talent, but going overseas. I mean, you see them kind of touring in, in North Carolina and, and, you know, states that actually are, are big hubs for wrestling. And I think the next frontier of that is them actually reaching out to WWE and saying, hey, like, this is a lot. This isn't about competition. And I don't think WWE sees anything as a competition anymore. I think they see it as we need to start protecting our stars and we need to start having a way that these guys can make money without having to kill their bodies in the indies. And the best way to do that is to is to do what they're doing with NXT. And I think again, this leads into a natural progression of NXT and having NXT Japan. Like, where do you where are they going to get that talent from? I mean, they did loan out uh, Liger for that random Brooklyn ma- for that Brooklyn. God, ma- please do it again, man. Yeah, I know, man. Please. <laughs> it's uh, Liger. it's. Go ahead. Liger can't even get on the uh, the Wrestle Kingdom card, so might as well. Uh, he'll probably be in the in the rumble, the Russell the the Russell Kingdom Rumble, <laughs> the New Japan <laughs> Rumble. Uh, but uh, once again, thank you guys for joining us for our year in special. Uh, this has been an incredible show. I, I love doing the shows with Real Wrestle Chat because you guys always come with the, not only the n words, but uh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> the, the Sorry great, about that, man. <laughs> the great uh, wrestling hot takes. Uh, I want to thank everyone from Ugly New York, Chris Novak, Big Tim, uh, Chris Mack, uh, Ben Coyle, Cyrus, MJ, X, and everyone else in the chat, Ampa Valley, everyone who couldn't be here, uh, Jake, everybody in, in Real Wrestle Chat. Thank you guys for providing just such a great commentary and just being great guys in general. It's been a great fucking year of wrestling, I must say. I think, I think 2018 was an amazing... I, I think wrestling keeps topping itself every year with shit that we don't think is going to happen, and it does. And 2018 just proved that we're kind of we're we're coming into a new golden age, in my opinion. Yeah. Wow, Cyrus, are you okay? Listen, Cyrus is about to the, go, the, man. We've had him on for too long. Yes. The, the, this is the last time. <laughs> yeah. 
soon as soon as he he's gonna die as soon as I hit uh as soon as I stop on this. So uh, life is ending as soon as the pod does, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll we'll be right back on the A show with our closing thoughts with myself and Mills. Uh so we'll be right back after the break. And we are back on the A show, episode sixty-two, year end, part two. With Meals and myself, Justin, we have just went through our complete year in categories, especially with the uh, 2019 hot takes. Uh, Meals, it's been a been a long year, my brother. It's gonna it's gonna get even better next year. Uh, it's been a, it's been a fucking ride doing this show with you for another year. I mean, we we've hit over 60 episodes. We had our year celebration. We've had our guests on the show. I mean. You know, I, I want to give a thank to the guests on the show, even if I wasn't even on the show physically to also be a part of this entire thing. But I want to give a thanks to, you know, hashtag the the, R, the RWC, the Real Rascal Chap, and hashtag the fellas, um, just in general for continuing to support the show and just continuing to, you know, just be a part of it whenever they're asked to come on and give their takes and always just have an enjoyable experience with doing the show. Um I want to give a big up to Stack Eye Greg um, supporting the show, being on our year end show. Also giving us a cool shout out on Cheap Heat earlier this year, mm-hmm. which is just insane. I want to give a shout out to to Ernest Wilkins for, I mean, his to me when you when you look back on our show over the last couple of years, I think really that segment is a fantastic segment. Um, to listen to and i listened to it as someone who wasn't on the show so i listened to it as just a pure listener and a fan i thought that was fantastic um i want to give a shout out to alexis littlefoot Oof. yeah absolutely one of our best shows one, one of, of our best, best shows. shows a spicy show as well i mean it it, it was fantastic <laughs> it really was um who else was on the show this year uh, we, I mean, Shayna Baszler was on the show this year. <laughs> Shayna Baszler, Cesaro, Carmella, Samoa Joe. Yes, yes. Uh, 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 Bill Hanstock. Uh, Bill Hanstock, fantastic! Oh Bill my God, Bill. Uh, we've had a, we've had a, you know, shout Stokely Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway, um, Wale. Shout out to Wale for 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 always supporting the show and being just a fan of the show. Like he'll literally hit me up and be like, "Yo, I got to meet this guy, Meals." <laughs> <laughs> He loves your takes. Oh my God! Um, Emilio Sparks, of course, uh, for being on the first first part of this, and also Russell Rap in general for supporting the show as well, and um, just being a, a great we're like a great family of podcasts here between us and Russell Rap. Yeah. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm missing someone. Are we missing someone? Who did we have on our year end show? Shout out to Amp for for giving us a shout Amp out. Amp Valley, always, man. Come on, talk about it. Um, are, we, are, we, are we forgetting someone? I don't know if I, we're forgetting someone. I don't know. I don't want to because I feel like everyone has played a pivotal role in just being in the part of our show. Like we couldn't have done this for over a year without everyone who was involved. I mean, you know, everyone who supported even, you know, Black Announce Table, always supporting the people on Twitter, always supporting um, just everyone in general. People at WWE 2K. Who, yeah. You know, gave us the opportunity to interview wrestlers for the show. Um, and we're going to be back. We're going to be back next year. And, and even, you know, our bonus shows that we did this year, I mean, we, we try to fit in as much as we can. And I think we gave them amazing content. And I think we'll continue to do that through 2019. Yeah. Uh, I I think we've already been kind of like brainstorming some amazing ideas and, 
we we want more for the show we want more for the listeners and we want to be able to do more like i think this is like i feel like we're making a difference in a lot of ways and it's you know humbling to me that people look forward to this show every single week no matter how long the show is <laughs> they they love talking about wrestling they love to hear us talk about wrestling and you know it's just, just this is a little wrestling podcast that could and honestly keep it 100 this is a little wrestling podcast that spawned literally a whole network of other shows 100 man so you know thank you for everyone for supporting over the 2018 we look forward to going into 2019 with some brand new fresh takes um hopefully wrestle kingdom is good because that is the next big show on our radar yep um and then after that we're continuing to be on the way i mean we, we have wrestlemania coming up we hope to do some great things there and just continue with the overall evolution of the a show and it's actually going to be strange because wrestle kingdom's on a friday this year so it'll be it'll be after it'll be the it won't be next week's episode it'll be the week after so uh, we'll have a whole you should be able to watch it actually we'll have a whole weekend to watch it i mean is it still doing that one that's (laughs) what is it airing again uh late but you can watch it saturday or sunday at this point okay all right yeah 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 Saturday, Sunday. You got, you got, you have a lot of, you have a lot of opportunities to watch the show. Oh, this is true. Because Wrestle Kingdom be like eight hours long, like that that show, or feels like eight hours long. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Uh, so until next time, uh, you guys have a safe and happy New Year. We will be back next week in 2019 with the latest and greatest takes from pro wrestling with the Kings of Pro Wrestling podcast. So, for one last time in 2018, for meals, this is Justin. Thank you for listening to The A Show. Happy Rusev Day.